Hello and welcome to Pumped, the Inside Podcast by Schwalbe. I'm your host Tobias Wagon and I'm talking here to Schwalbe athletes from different disciplines, from downhill to cross country or from triathlon to road riding. And this time I'm talking to Andrea Maranelli, who is always good for a nice video edit. And in this episode, we're talking about the production and the idea behind his new video project, Always Late 2. Hey, Andrea, thanks a lot for taking the time to do the podcast with us. Where are you right now? Hello, hello. Thanks to you. I'm in Gardasee. Well, near to Gardasee, as German people say, or Garda Lake, as probably the rest of the world says. But <laughs> <since> <laughs> let's say the majority of two people here are Germans, then I would also say Gardasee. Yeah. And uh, this is where I'm from. So I'm from Rovereto, which is, let's say, the closest city to the north part of uh, Gardasee. Yeah, okay. It's a pretty beautiful pretty beautiful place and uh, it's probably weather is probably a little bit better than here in central Germany <laughs> yeah I can't re I can't complain it is super sunny as of right now and you know like uh, riding wise uh, for me weather conditions are one of the most important thing and most motivate motivates me a lot to you know like keep on riding as soon as I see the sun and therefore that's one of the main reasons why I decided to move back to here um, instead of living in Innsbruck anymore Yeah, I mean, last time we did the podcast, it was mid-2021. And that time you were still living in Innsbruck together with Fabio. And when did you decide to, to move back to Italy? Yeah, you know, like our lives, <laughs> it's uh, always a roller coaster. We are uh, changing our ideas and minds uh, rather fast. And therefore, uh, there was, let's say, the, um, the new chapter for Fabio to go to uh, Monaco. And therefore, he, he moved there. And uh, at that point, also myself decided to um, move back to Italy. Mm -hmm. And uh, this happened, I think, last year in uh, September, October, we took the decision to slowly, you know, like um, uh, change our our minds and therefore he went there and I came back to Italy. We're still working together, let's say, on a daily basis because of, um, mainly because of our project, which is bike flip. Mm -hmm. But in general, we are uh, not set in Innsbruck anymore. And the idea behind that mainly, uh, I'm not even joking, it is because of the weather. Okay. So, of course, in Monaco, it's even better. But uh, definitely in Italy, I feel that the temperature in, on average, it is higher than in Austria, yeah. even though it's not so different. But, you know, like those three or four degrees are making a huge difference whenever you're riding your bike, especially in winter. Yeah, And definitely. last but not least, from my side, it was also very cool to come back because that makes oh that gives me a lot of opportunities in terms of riding motorbikes in the winter period mm -hmm. since i'm living here next to arco so uh, pietra murata i have the chance to ride a lot of motorbikes during the winter period which is something i, I really like yeah and i think it's a pretty good training huh if you're normally in the winter you're not able to ride that long trails and the motorbike still keeps you keeps your body alive and uh Yeah, get your train for for long trails in the it summer. It is definitely. I mean, to be honest, I think it is the best training for for mountain biking, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Especially speed and all all that stuff. It's good for your for your head if you're not crashed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but also also for your body. It's it's really you know like uh, it trains you a lot. Yeah. 
mind-wise and also physically-wise. Um, I mean, you're pretty known for all the, the trial business and the videos you, you've done in the past, but you're also a pretty good mountain biker. Was it also a reason to go back to Legada because there are so many good trails you can ride whole year round? Yeah, in general, you know, like I didn't really mention before that I've been living in Innsbruck for five years. So, you know, like it's also cool a certain point in life to decide to get back to, you know, like where your, let's say, old and real friends are or yeah. where your family is and so on and so forth. So, so that's, of course, let's say uh, one of the main reasons. But uh, riding wise, it is, as I said before, great. So also in terms of trails and, uh, you know, like I'm also having a collaboration together with the Uh, Paganella bike park and therefore I, I, it's just easier for me to reach out to you know like uh, places where I can ride and then working together with yeah and again last but not least the weather again places a big role <laughs> <laughs> those is, let's say are the main important reasons why why we decided to move from Innsbruck so it's probably a, a pretty good move so especially in the last uh, couple of months we see you a lot on an e-bike so how do you ride e-bike and how does the weight um, fits to your to your riding style which comes from trial biking so um, I really enjoy riding e-bikes in general it's um, it's something that I think uh, gives you just more opportunities in general so you can you know like ride uphill way more than what you do on a normal bike and you can have more fun than whenever you're riding downhill mm -hmm. And I think that, to be honest, that's a little bit the future of the bike industry, the, at least for the next couple of years. And, uh, and therefore, um, I really enjoy riding this kind of bike. And of course, I can't, you know, like miss the part of trials riding with these kind of bicycles. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, it is, of course, harder than, than using a normal uh, mountain bike and, of course, even harder than using a normal trials bike. But that's also the fun part of it. So, you know, like a lot of people are um, used to use e-bikes and therefore they know how heavy an e-bike is and how hard it is to make uh, some specific things on, on these kind of bicycles. And therefore, that's uh, really what I enjoy that, uh, you know, like I can, I can uh, make something different, first of all, and then I can make something which is also understandable from, from the majority of the, yeah. of the riders <laughs> out there. And... and in general, you can you can still try to, let's say, do normal techniques, trials techniques on the e-bike, even though, of course, the weight plays a huge role. My, let's say, um, way of approaching the, the, trial, the trials world on an e-bike is just to try to make everything um, uh, as close as possible to the motorbike trials riding, mm -hmm. which means that, you know, like I try to really do stuff in a, in a little bit a little bit with flow and you know like always keep on on on, on moving and uh, without back hops without too many back hops and, and, and back wheel <laughs> hops and so on and so forth I'm trying to you know like ride and and, and I really I, to be honest I really enjoy that I think the key is just to know how the motor works um, and and to somehow uh, be able to understand what happens whenever you pedal because mm -hmm. you have to be really coordinated I mean your body has to be really coordinated to whatever the bike does you don't have you know like uh, any room of error uh, to you know like in, with a trials bike for example if you pull or if you push then your body can really move the bike with the e-bike you know like it's pretty heavy and therefore you have to be really connected to the bike and every single move you do it has to be it has to have a sense on the bike mm -hmm. But using the engine, as you said, to, to do your, your trails move, how much had you 
changed your your typical riding style or the technique to to get used to using the motor to get the support so uh, it's not really true that i'm using the motor to get the support so i'm usually keeping it to eco mode so the low ah, okay. the lowest um, um possibility or uh, i mean it depends on on the, on the bicycles but let's say yeah the, the one that pushes the less just because i it's more similar to a normal bike Mm -hmm. uh, because whenever it's on boost or you know like the whenever it gives a lot of uh, power then it's really hard to control okay. just for for the sake of it as an example whenever you're trying to wheelie with an e-bike in in let's say boost mode it's harder than trying to wheelie with an e-bike on eco mode at least for for in my perspective okay because it's much more nervous whenever you have it on boost um what i'm trying to do on the e-bike is just to you know like keep it on boost because uh, sorry on eco because that that it is only what um, gives you the feeling that the bike doesn't, uh, it's not that heavy, let's say. Mm -hmm. But it's also the one that you can really control. So whenever you pedal, you know what happens and you don't have this, you know, like uh, uh, push from the from the motor, which is hard to control. Yeah. Okay. So that, this is This, of course, depends. I mean, if, you, if I'm doing proper trials move, that's the way I, I use it, uh, which is different, of course, if you tell me to do a, I don't know, like a, a big uphill, a ramp or so on and so forth, going uphill, then at that point, of course, I'm using also the the, eco, the boost mode, man mm -hmm. mode, just to have, you know, like more more power from the engine. But in a normal ways, whenever I'm doing trials, I'm, I'm keeping it in the eco mode. Okay, this is really interesting because I thought it's completely the opposite way. So using the the boost mode the whole time to get this little kick from the motor, but uh, it's understandable no, no. that it's not uh, not that easy to control it. So, do you fine tuning your motor because some motors are connected to an app and you can adjust the the certain um, the certain levels, so eco boost and all that stuff. Do you do that stuff, or are you using a, a full as a factory <laughs> setting? To be, to be fair, I'm probably the worst guy to ask those questions because I'm really a default guy in general. <laughs> I'm really not spending too much time, uh, you know, like uh, changing stuff. Also, on, also the parameters of the bike itself. I'm usually one kind of, of this person which gets the bike and then rides it straight away, <laughs> which of course <laughs> maybe can be not so beneficial. But um, you, you know, just like, pump I up think to the, the tires and go. <laughs> exactly. I, I no I. Don't not pump too much the tires, but I pump a lot the the shock and the and the fork. That's of course the case, but that's it more or less. So I do not really spend too much time considering you know like the position of the handlebar or the the for example as you said the setup of the motor and so on and so forth. I was doing quite a lot this kind of stuff when I was competing in the trials competitions. Yeah. So you know like I was really freaking out having three grams more or less on the bike. And I think it also makes sense whenever you're doing competitions, especially, for example, in that case, in the trials world, whenever, you know, like, uh, it doesn't really change too much on the single move. So on the single jump, it doesn't change too much. But whenever you have to, you know, like, hop your bike 300 times during a competition, then it makes difference if you have 100 grams less or more on the bike. Mm -hmm. But in general, you know, like, I also realized during the years that it's more the effort you put into changing stuff on the bike rather than, you know, like, in the end, the outcome of, of yeah. what you're doing on the bike itself. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I do it probably the same way. I mean, I really like mountain biking and not so much changing all that stuff. And I, I just go and ride and uh, don't care too much about <laughs> all the techniques. But, but Honestly, sometimes this is also hard for me because whenever I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm getting 
asked, for example, what's your what's the pressure of your tires or what's the PSI you have in the shock and so on and so forth. I'm really having a hard time to tell them people what I what I do. I, I usually, you know, like I'm. I, to be honest, I I I don't really have a setup which is my own setup, and I always keep that. Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. So seeing you so much on the e-bike, can we expect expect some some e-bike trials movies in the in the past? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in the, the sorry in the in the future <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i got it I, i as i said i i don't want to you know like um say anything in that regard because that's definitely something i'm working on but <laughs> i i don't want to say yet uh what i'm working on and when it would be uh, released okay so last year you released a really really cool video always late too which was probably one of the best videos in 2022 because it was such a nice edit not just writing wise which was amazing but also the the whole movie was really well directed and it it looks like a really big thing to to film such a video how many days or how long have you worked on this project so um, we've been working on the project for 10 days. We've been in Napoli, uh, in Naples for 10 days, which is the city where we uh, filmed the video. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was supported, so the team was made of um, three people, one drone and one photographer and video maker and one video maker. And the other one was a video maker. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, it was, of course, one of the best projects I've done so far, and I'm really stoked on that. And as you said, we really put a lot of focus on the video itself and not only on the writing. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to have a story behind that, and I really want to push, let's say, a series of video, which is called, uh, as you know, Always Late. And therefore, I'm really also planning to, uh, to release new videos in the next years and having, let's say, the like, like a little bit of a series on, let's say, just for the sake of it on Netflix, so mm -hmm. where you have new episodes coming out and there is a story behind that. And as you know, like the Always Late 2 starts with me um, going away from the office where I landed in Always Late 1. Mm -hmm. And you know, like the, the third one will again start as the last part of, of, of Always Late 2. And uh, yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm, I really want to put a lot of effort and, and focus on what's let's say the overall video to create a, a such a such a good project to me feels like something i, I really enjoy yeah and it, it really worked so i mean it's it's really impressive to see and for all the people who haven't seen always late too i really recommend to doing it but um could Thanks you could you um quick explain the story behind always late too yeah yeah for sure so um, um, as I said before, it starts with the end of Always Late One, where I got to work to um, car, uh, how's it called, dealership, mm -hmm. and then I just um, escaped from that kind of job. And therefore, from there, I, where I used to use a very old bike, a commuting um, bike, very old one. Yeah. And then with that kind of bike, I ride to Napoli, which, you know, like in the video, it takes a couple of seconds, but it was actually a real effort to film those three seconds of the video <laughs> because we actually went to Florence, then we went to Rome, and, you know, like we did quite some step to have this one-second clip. And then I arrived, to, um, I arrived in Napoli, where 
I get to my, let's say, my new job, which is a um, pizza delivery guy. <laughs> and uh, the guys from the, from the pizzeria give me the new uh, bicycle, which is the Canyon Spectral I'm using in the video. Mm-hmm. And then from that, one, from that moment on, I start to, you know, like deliver pizza uh, in the overall uh, country or the city of pizzas, because actually pizzas were, uh, let's say, made for the first time in Napoli. And uh, that's actually such a cool city that maybe we can um, spend a couple of words on that as well afterwards. But uh, yeah, I just keep on, on giving pizzas to people and it ends uh, when uh, I get a, a punch on my face from someone <laughs> because, uh, you know, like the, the pizza that I gave him is, of course... Uh, it's not in the best you know, like, shape anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best shape <laughs> anymore and therefore I get a punch on my face and therefore, yeah, I, yeah, I have a blackout. And then from that moment on, we start the, the third episode of Always Late 2. Okay. Uh, Always Late 3. Okay, cool. So can't, can't wait to, to see Always Late 3. Um, because yeah I mean the videos you're doing they are so different to most of the other stuff and um, it's it's really nice but I mean doing all this trial stuff and all this super fast um, riding through through the city how hard was it to wearing this big backpack with the pizzas <laughs> I mean it looks so weird <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, the overall, let's say, always late um, episodes are not too easy. I mean, starting from the first one with the very old commuting bike, that was actually very hard to do trials move on that bike. And, and in regard of always late too, of course, the main issue was the, the big bag on my the big bag on my back. Yeah. Which, you know, like, as you can see, it is quite disturbing whenever I'm doing trials move. Yeah, I mean, it's moving But around the whole... But in the end, it worked. it it, it was moving all the time i mean it was wasn't it super sketchy to to wear it definitely definitely 100 percent yeah i can i can only only agree on that yeah but that was the fun part of it so yeah i'm pretty (laughs) i'm pretty happy with that yeah so i've never been to napoli and that video really makes me to want to go there because it's such a nice city so what is your connection to napoli was it just the pitta thing or yeah exactly so whenever let's say uh, Enrico so the guy uh, one of the video makers behind uh, Always Late 1 and Always Late 2 and I were, were thinking about where to um, shoot the, the second episode of Always Late we're thinking about this pizza delivery thing and we immediately thought about Napoli since again it's the let's say uh, mother of pizzas mm-hmm. city and therefore we went there and it was actually the first time for myself being there okay. I've been traveling the overall Italy <laughs> in every single corner but Napoli I wasn't I haven't been there anytime soon and before always late too mm-hmm. and I was so it's really something else so uh, to be fair it is something completely different from every other city in Italy okay uh, it has its own taste and also Italian people say that either you love it either you hate it because it's so it's such a I'm not saying a mess in terms of you know like uh, in a bad way but it's so you know like it's full of people there's so much traffic jam everyone is you know like on the trumpets like me 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 every every second (laughs) and and it gives a lot of stress to be honest to live there and to also film obviously too because you know like you're always uh, surrounded by people and you know like they keep on asking you what you do and and which which kind of bicycle is that and so on and so forth but that's also the cool part of it so um, uh, on the one hand, they are they are happy to help you for for everything, 
And this is something I really enjoyed in Obviously 2 because as you probably uh, have seen, there are so many people involved in the video. Yeah. And you know, like it was so cool. Everyone was just super chill and super cool to be part of Obviously 2 and they really helped me in, in creating the video. And that's, let's say, the best part that I, that I, or the part I loved the most out of, out of that project. Mm -hmm. And the city itself, as I said, it's full of spots, full of stairs, and the vibes are just, are just super cool. It was the best match ever for, for my video, to okay. be honest. Yeah, it, it looked really cool, but I mean, moving around in a super crowded city with a lot of camera gear and then riding as fast as you did in the, in the video, it, it, it's probably super um yeah super dangerous to to do it and even um yeah having the spot to to ride it's it's pretty hard to get right yeah exactly and especially if you think that we were in such a big team and you're like we had to take care of everything so shooting the video riding myself and then also taking care let's say of the stuff we had there including bicycles because of course we were moving through the city with bicycles and you know like every time we had to park these two or three or even four bikes and uh, you know like film and it was quite stressful to be honest and uh, we didn't really have any single problem in napoli and therefore everything went in the best way as possible in the best way uh, we we could have uh, thought mm -hmm. uh, or or but in general you know like i was getting home in the, in the evening that yeah i was literally <laughs> destroyed in the sense that you know, like you have to keep on thinking and you have to write and then you know like things are definitely not coming on the first try also that's a topic that you know like it might look uh, easy as as the whenever you look at the outcome so the the final video but every single uh thing i did it took me quite some some tries to be done and therefore uh, let's say fabio always says that but i can only confirm that recording uh, the, such projects it is definitely quite quite a big effort yeah in this project you filmed a lot with a fpv drone which yeah. gave you a lot of really really cool angles how different was it for you to not seeing the camera and still doing the best riding you possible can do it was actually my very first project with an FPV drone and uh, I'm again super stoked on the outcome and the guy which was behind the, the drone uh, is a friend of mine which started to do these kind of things uh, not too uh, long time ago but is really uh, such a machine that I'm, <laughs> I'm, I can't wait to work again together with him. And uh, I'm again, uh, I love the, the, how the, the, the videos are, you know, like in, in Always Late 2. Thanks. It is thanks a lot to the to the video from the drones. If the project is turned out to be such such a cool project, yeah. But for me, you know, like without being so uh, used, let's say, to use uh, such drones, it was actually hard to understand the timing. And you know, like uh, in such a again a crowded city, it was full of things in between, which was also super hard for the for the drone pilot to you know like uh, keep the shot in the in the right way to get the shot in the right way and therefore uh, we had definitely a, a hard time to to get those shots from the drone mm -hmm. yeah but it definitely was worth it because it's a completely different angle and it's it adds so much more speed to the to the video it's it's so cool so glad you did yeah to be fair i think there was there was not too many videos out there you know like where a, a drone fpv was used in such a way in a city yeah yeah so it really gives a cool effect so 
last year you did this video project and what's coming up in 2023 any big plans any new video is um, always late three coming up this year that that's that would be a plan yeah <laughs> i can't wait oh well i can't tell anything yet on regard of when we'll do it and especially where we will do it because that's the main topic i'm trying to uh, figure it out because mm -hmm. it's hard also to find a city which has such a good vibe as as napoli uh, or which is such good connected to the project i'm doing you know what i mean so i'm really trying to to do a, a little bit of a spot checking within let's say or europe to find a, a good city which fits to my next project because there even there you can imagine that i'll i'll do a job which is of course different from pizza delivery and from from working a car dealership <laughs> yeah uh, but <laughs> it, ha it has to be connected to the to the city that i'm gonna where that where i'm gonna be shooting the video but it's not in italy anymore it's anywhere else well let's say that the spot i'm currently looking at it is in italy mm -hmm. um but there's also a similar city uh, at least for my uh, personal <laughs> feelings which is not in italy okay. so if it's not working the one in italy then i might mm, go away from italy which is also cool yeah Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to that because I, I've been so stoked on the on the last video that I can't wait to, to shoot always a three. <laughs> and will it start in hospital? What sorry? Will it start in hospital? So how was <laughs> how hard was the hit from the <laughs> from the guy? Uh, yeah, maybe I can give a little bit of a, of a, um, a hint from the obviously three video. I don't want it to start from the hospital. I want it to start from. Um, let's say uh how is it called like a ship in the middle of nowhere in the sea ah okay uh, that's where funny. I kind of like yeah i wake up and i'm like where you know like am i where <laughs> why am i here <laughs> and then from there it starts the overall story okay that sounds pretty interesting so i can't wait to see the final project and i wish you all the best in the whole production process of the video i know it's a lot of work and um a lot of stuff you need to to figure out and i definitely hope that we talking again when you release the new video and i wish you all the best <laughs> and a good start into, thanks a lot thanks into a the lot. new season with a lot of new stuff so thanks thanks bye -bye. a lot thanks bye bye cheers to everybody <laughs>